We have tricks. We have treats. We have five to six coaches that'll probably be working at the grocery store near you before the end of the season. Uh, welcome back into the opinionated sound room of ISM. I'm Dave. I'm Josh. And this is Irreverent Sports Meandering, a podcast where two brothers from two states away try to bond by arguing sports. If you want to join in and let us know your opinion, you can email the show at ismdaveandjosh at gmail.com. We have a great show for you. We are going to break down the top five games of the week, and one of them is always the Bears. Go through our top five players we think will be traded and argue endlessly over the hub controversy. But first, we are going to talk about coaches on the hot seat. This is October 27th, 2021. Let's get irreverent. Well, Josh, we're at the end of week seven, at the beginning of week eight of the NFL season. And this is about the time that teams start to kind of separate between um, who's going to be making it and who's not. Um, and coaches that'll probably be fired at the end of the year. Um, I put together a list of of coaches that I would like to kind of hear your thoughts on. Um, the first, of course, is Matt Nagy of the Chicago Bears. Uh, as I am a Bears fan, I care most about that. What do you think about Matt Nagy, even though I kind of know how you feel? <laughs> well, I think he kind of needs to be fired before the end of the season. You know, um, his Before the end of the season? Yeah, for sure. I at first I was kind of like thinking we should yeah I'll just hang on to the end of the season and let him go, but now it's like almost he's doing such a horrible job with our quarterback like our new mm. quarterback that I yeah. think you have to protect our our new quarterback and get rid of him now and just put somebody in there who's not going to put his future at risk by like ruining him uh, before he uh, before he gets fired at the end of the year so. So do you I, I, think Matt Nagy should bench Justin Fields at this point? Like to I, save him? No, I mean, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be totally against that. I think it you can't really do that at this point though because Right. No, no way. Mm -mm. You're you're already on the path. You can't you have yeah. to just see what you're you got. You're committed. Yeah, my point is is that I I think the game plans that Nagy is coming up with and, you know, I you know, he surrendered his play calling, but you know, it's you know, it's still his game plan, and he's, like, getting our quarterback murdered. So um, he's put him in a really bad position. I think, you know, maybe if we get somebody who's not – who's in there who uh, – put somebody in there who's not worried about their job because it's not their job to begin with, well, he they won't be so um, um, compelled to try and do things that will, you know, quote-unquote save their job or – you know, really just, you know, put our quarterback in danger. So I definitely well, I think said, he needs to go. I said from the beginning that I didn't think he should play Justin Fields this year. I didn't think Justin Fields was ready. Um, and I, I think I was right. Um, but it doesn't matter. At this point, you have to play him. Uh, I think they should wait till the end of the year. I, I'm not a huge fan of firing your coach halfway through the year or even like with a quarter left. Um, I just think the team starts to spiral. You lose players. Um, it just... To me, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I appreciate your opinion on that. I don't agree with it, but I appreciate it. But he definitely should be gone at the end of this year. Um, another ex-Bear, Vic Fangio. He's 3-4 and four in Denver after winning the first three games. He's lost the last four. 
He's in his third year there. Um, what about him? I think he's lost uh, more than nine games each time each year he's been coaching there. So oh, I, know. I I don't think I think year three of what I think is a a five year contract. You know, when you're not having success at the level that they're not having success, uh, it's it's time for a, sh- a shakeup most of the time. And Fangio really hasn't brought anything to the table as a head coach that, you know, would make me think that he's worthwhile saving. You know, um, there have been a lot of coaches in the past that have not done well in the first couple of years or. Um, first stint. Yeah, first stint that, you know. Maybe, you know, this just wasn't the right fit for him this time. I think he's a great coach, you know, or at least I thought he was a great defensive coordinator for the Bears. Uh, so I, I think he this won't be his only shot at being a head coach. Um, but I do think that this one is a is a failed shot. And I, yeah, I think he'll be. Well, he's if getting he certain things around by the end of the year. He'll be he'll be out. Do you Big think player. that the Bears should hire him if we fire Matt Nagy and he gets fired? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he'd be the right fit for head coach. No, I think we really do need a offensive minded head coach. Okay. Okay. But you know, well, that's just well, me. Right. No, I understand. Well, speaking of that, um, offensive minded head coaches that might be fired and kind of a controversial one, Kyle Shanahan has lost four games in a row. He's in his, uh, fifth year at San Francisco and his years in San Francisco have gone six and 10, four and 12, 13 and three lost the Super Bowl, six and 10. And now he's two and four. Do you think he uh, is here next year in San Francisco? I personally think he will be. I don't know why though. He's a great, he's a great play caller, probably the best in the NFL right now. I would agree. But, but he is also like one of those coaches that has this ego where he thinks it's, he doesn't need like, you know, good players to be good. Uh, I think it's like reminiscent of like Chip Kelly, you know? Mm, and I just, I think that, that because of that, you know, he's, he doesn't set up game plans that revolve around the best talent on his team, you know, which is a kind of a problem. Like the NFL isn't, you know, it, it definitely out of, the major four sports, it's the one that's least driven by superstar talent, but it still is there and it's still important. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I, I think he's probably gone. What do you think? You think he is gone? Not, sorry. I, I don't think, I think he's not gone, but what do you think? Oh, okay. Um, man, I'm looking at his record. I think, I think he, it depends on these last few, these, you know, obviously the second half of the year, but if it, ends up six and 10 again. I could see him not being there next year. Um, that's harsh seeing he just went to a Super Bowl not that long ago. Um, but I could see him not being there. But at the same time, San Francisco might give him that sixth year. You know what I mean? Give him one year with one more year with Trey Lance. Um, speaking of coaches who um are starting out in their place, like another kind of controversial coach, if you will. Dan Campbell is 0-7 in Detroit. Do you think he's going to last? Do you think he's going to be back next year? I think they kind of have to let him come back because they really depleted everything off that team. Right, there's no talent on that 
how could yeah. you expect them to even win? Like, right. I, and, and I, I think he actually has them playing pretty well. I don't know. If, I don't know about that. It's, they're too like yeah, everyone dude, talks about they, the like parody in the, the NFL, the but Rams. they were in the game with the Rams this last week, and it was it was close all the way until the fourth quarter. They just didn't have the talent to make it last. Yeah, I th- I think it's one of those, you know, they have nothing to lose type of situations, and that's probably why um, they're playing a little bit better now. Um, I think they're really playing just to get away at this point, which is, you know, at least well, like they agree. have a goal. I would agree. <laughs> yeah, so the guy, I, one of the guys I work with, uh, he actually put a bet on them winning their first game this week against the Eagles. I could see that. Oh, I can see it too. I can see, see Jalen Hurts throwing three pick sixes. Well, and Detroit's totally been that. close. You know, they've lost two games um, by last second field goals. You know, they could easily have been two and two and uh, five at this point instead of zero and seven, which isn't that much better, but it's still a little better. Um, mm-hmm. The last coach I wanted to talk about, unless you have you had one that you wanted to talk about, Matt Rule of the Carolina Panthers. He's in his second year. Didn't do anything last year. This year they brought in a new quarterback, um, and he's lost another four. He's lost four in a row um, after winning the first three games. What about him? Do you think he's on the hot seat? I personally don't think so. He is in his second year. He's not doing totally garbage time, or not totally garbage, but I. It's hard. Like he's like one of those fringe guys that's like he's only in his second year. I think he signed like a seven-year contract too. So I really, really don't. Shut I really up. don't. Seven years. Wow. I think so. So I really don't think they're going to pay him all that money to go away. Um, that and then also I just you know I, I mean he had Bridgewater last year. He's got Darnold this year. Who you know he was looking promising for a couple of games. Um, now we we know he's just Sam Darnold again. Um, his best player has been hurt pretty much all season. Uh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey's been out. Yeah, I, I I don't see him getting fired this year. Okay, so he's going to make it to that three third year. I think so, but again, I think I think he has a seven year contract. I think I remember it being something ridiculous like that because he what he was uh was he a head coach of Baylor before he yeah. Mm-hmm. Sign the yeah, I think that's what it was. I think I remember the like the like uh, Carolina gives seven year contract to to new NFL head coach, yeah, or something like that. But yeah, yeah, okay, all right. How about you? Did you have anyone else that you thought might be on the hot seat? Uh, I think Steve Spagnola, uh, the defensive coordinator for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, is probably not going to make it past the off season. <laughs> oh, uh, we're we're going to D- DCs. <laughs> well, I mean, look, they've been like. They were they have a decently talented defense, like not great, but they have they they're not talentless, and they are twenty eighth in the league right now. They were twenty second last year and fourteenth the year before, so it's just I don't think Steve Spignola has anything left as defensive coordinator. I think, yeah, I think it's time to to watch him sail into the, to the, the yonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. They're they're not very they are not very good. Um, so that, that's kind of us breaking down the hot seats. Uh, if you have any that you think, uh, we should talk about, or, uh, a coach that you think should be on the hot seat, you can email us again at ISM Dave and Josh at gmail.com. 
Well, Josh, uh, trade season is about to end on Tuesday, actually, to be exact. Um, and players have already, some players have been traded today alone. Mark Ingram was traded, I think back to the Ravens, uh, or no, sorry to the saints. He was traded to the saints today. Um, so I thought it'd be fun if we do kind of talk about players we think will be traded. Um, I know you put together a list. I put together a list. Who do you have on your list that you think will be traded? Uh, got a couple tight ends here. Got uh, Hayden Hurst. I think since Kyle um, Kyle Pitts is uh, working out over there, I think there's yeah, no reason Kyle to keep Pitts him around. Week, man. He's got to be the yeah. number two option there now. And Hayden Hurst is a really decent tight end. I really think he could do some good for a couple teams. Um, do you want to go back and forth, or do you want to? Yeah, yeah. Let's go let's go back and forth. Um, so. Um, the least likely that I have being traded um, is it, I know this is going to throw this is going to fall, fall down. And you're going to be like, I don't know if I agree with this. I'm going to say Deshaun Watson. I don't know if he's actually going to be traded now. And I think that we need to discuss that for a second, because I think that I think teams would be. I think teams are kind of gun shy. They don't want to bring that drama into their locker room. But I think that's warranted. I, I wouldn't want to take him. I don't. I don't think he's going to be traded. What do you think? Well, what is my question among this whole thing is what does trading do for them? Do do for the team? Do for Deshaun Watson? Like, why is he not playing right now? Oh, because of the drama. Because exactly. of he's pending exactly. a case right now. That's my point. So trading him, like, you're not going to avoid some type of bad, like, you know, bad drama by mm. trading, like, sending him to a different city. It's like, well, I just Houston think his would. careers. His career Houston is just. Would. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess, they, I guess, yeah, that makes sense. It would help them, but it's, it, my point is the other team, you know, the team yeah. trading for Yeah, them. the other team, I don't know what you're, the only That's reason would be that you're going to take the drama on and hopefully win a few games. Is that really what your character is all about? I don't know. Is is winning only thing that matters? I think his, his career is just on pause for a little while. You know, I just, I think that's what's going on here. You don't I think, think it's over? I don't think it's over anymore. I, I think... I think it's just going to be unpaused for a little while. Yeah. Okay. So do you think he's going to be traded then by Tuesday? I don't think so. No. Yeah. Me neither. Okay. Interesting. Okay. How about, what's another player you think? Uh, I think OJ Howard, uh, as long as Grant comes back a little healthier, they got Cameron Brait as well. I just think OJ Howard would be a great fit for, uh, you know, uh, a team that's, you know, on the cusp of being playoff relevant. Uh, I don't think he's, very happy with where he's at right now because of Gronkowski being there. Mm. Um, so I think he's, uh, I think he's probably going to get some draft capital for t Tampa Bay somewhere. Okay. All right. Um, I have another uh, controversial one. What do you think about OBJ? Um, he's never really had any chemistry uh, with Baker Mayfield. Um, always feels like they got a um, force balls into him. Um would they? Would the Browns be stronger without OBJ? Um, I, I don't. I don't think they'll be stronger. I think right now, they just their game plan doesn't revolve around him, and he's he's the type of player that the game plan. He's so good, or at least he was at one point. It's he's been injured a lot, <laughs> right? So I haven't seen him be good in like three years. I know. Like I shouldn't say that, but you know he originally was a player who you could 
you could really throw the ball to, you know, 10, 15 times a game mm, and it yeah. help you win. You know, like he's that, mm-hmm. he was that good. I don't think the bear, the, the bears, the Browns care about doing that because they have their running game. So mm. I, although I do think Odell's a great wide receivers who wouldn't want to have him, I think mm-hmm. his, his, his value is being wasted on the Cleveland Browns. Okay. So do you think he'll be traded? No, I don't think he'll be traded. Okay. Great. All right, who do you got? Uh, so I have Ellen Robinson on here. I think the Bears really need to need really to get rid of him before uh, um, you know his trade stock is completely gone. You know he's on a franchise tag right now. He wants a long-term contract. He's obviously not playing well. He's going to be walking at the end of the year. Might as well try to give him to somebody. Yeah, uh, get rid of a number one wide receiver. Is he a number one though? Yeah, the last couple he, of years he's gotten over a hundred catches. He's our number one. I would say that he would be competing for number one on most teams in the NFL. Really? I I would say that he's number one on our team because our our wide receiving core has returned to the early knots. Like it's just mm-hmm. horrible. Um. So I and that's not saying I don't like Darnell Mooney. I'm just saying that Darnell Mooney is still not. In my opinion, is not even a number two, really. So, um, yeah, I think Allen Robinson, get rid of him now. We're not, we obviously are not going to go to the playoffs. Might as well get something for him. And we're not going to, yeah, we're not going to sign him at the end of the year. So I think he has a good chance of going somewhere. Okay. Okay. Um, I hope that doesn't happen. I'm going to say that right now. Like, I think that we can still sign him. I think we can still sign him at the end of the year. He's the worst separation between him, like, between any other wide receiver in the NFL. He he literally is just not doing his job at all. Why do you want him? Where are you getting that stat? From Habarkish. Really? Really? 1.7 yards. Hmm. Separation, which is the worst in the NFL. I want I if we because if we can sign him, I think I think right now his attitude and maybe maybe it's his attitude, maybe that is why he needs to go. Maybe his attitude is just not there. But see, well that's the thing. He wants wide receiver one money and we can't give that to him anymore because we're gonna have to draft one. Mm. Okay. All right. I see your argument. All right. Um so the next person I have on my list is an another ex bear, Kyle Fuller. Uh he is um like the fifth man out on the cornerbacks there. He's like never playing for Denver, even after they, uh, they signed him to a decent contract. Um, Kyle Fuller, I think will be traded by Tuesday. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know if like there, he, there's an injury I don't know about or whatever, but I think Kyle Fuller will be traded by Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. He like, he goes from the bears and being like, Yeah. Like a one top of the five best cornerback in the one league, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and isn't even playing over there. So I'm very confused. Yeah, I don't know what that's about either. What do you got? Uh, I got Marlon Mack. Um, I mean, yep. he's kind of obvious. Yeah. He's a he, he's a pretty legitimate running back. So you know, him not really playing for the Colts or only, you know, get a couple rush rushes a game. It doesn't make a lot of sense when they could probably pull down at least like a, you know, a draft pick for him. So, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think he will be traded. And I hate that we talked about this this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you picked him up before I could because I was driving. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. The integrity of the league, Dave. Sorry. The integrity of the league is more important. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I'm not angry about it. I, I just now know. So there we go. <laughs> um, the last player I have on my list um, is Brandon Cooks. You know, the Houston Texans are kind of doing a fire sale, if you will, especially with Mark Ingram today. I think Brandon Cooks could be gone by Tuesday. I I actually agree with that. I think Brandon Cooks like makes a lot of sense to get rid of for them because, yeah. you know, he's he's actually his stock has not been higher than this for a while. Right. And they have no reason to have that good of a wide receiver on their team. <laughs> so. Right. Like, like that's like. That's like uh, when the Bears are really bad and we had Devin Hester. It was like the cherry without the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was a good wide receiver, but <laughs> no, no, no. He was a he was a great kick returner. That's what I mean. Yeah, he, he was. <laughs> okay, uh, so who do you have left on your list? Uh, well, I also have a, a kind of a weird one here, but I think the Buccaneers need some help in their in their secondary. So uh, I think uh, they may, or I should say, uh, I, I could see like Joe Hayden being someone that they're going to like call Steelers about just because, you know, the Steelers are kind of terrible or not terrible, but they're not going to do anything this year. And, um, you know, they need some help. So yeah, that's okay. kind of like one of those reverse ones, you know, like. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So you think Tampa is going to trade for a corner before, yeah, the, before Tuesday? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. I appreciate that. All right. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to see next week how many players we got right. And we'll make sure we talk about that. I'm going to make sure I keep my list. <laughs> going to get one right. Watch, we'll get like zero. There'll be nobody. Yeah, we're going to get none right. <laughs> right. We'll be the laughing stock of the... We're going to come in here. Justin Fields is going to be a Philadelphia Eagle. We're going have... <laughs> <laughs> to somehow have Sam Darnold on our team. We're going to oh be like, uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I would throw myself out into traffic. I'm not going to lie. Like, good Lord. I'll just be praying for a truck to run me over. <laughs> Speaking of Sam Darnold, man, he is like falling up. I don't know yeah. what happened to him, but maybe it was Christian McCaffrey. That's what happened. Well, McCaffrey is the best running back in the league, so. I know, I know. All right, well, let's get into the top five games of the week, and one of them is always the Bears, and we're going to start with that. Uh, The Bears go into Tampa, and yep, that's it. They go into Tampa. It's like they walked into Tampa, decided to just kind of walk around, (laughs) see see the sights, um, and then come back to Chicago. Paid a couple Um, tourists to play the game for them. Yeah, right, exactly, exactly. Like they're like, ah, oh, football? No, I'll be on uh, the beach. Uh, Tampa scored 38 on Chicago, and Chicago only got three. Although, although there were moments that Chicago could have done better. Uh, that's for sure. Like, they had their opportunities. Um, what I saw during that game was a lot of drop passes. Like, Justin Fields threw some decent passes that were dropped by Cole Komet um, and others. Yeah. I also think that he's not hitting his target where he should be hitting the target. So man, I saw as... something just hit him straight in the hands, hands and the chest. Oh, like oh, I'm yeah, not saying I'm not saying he happened. played amazing. That's that happened, but I think he's missing his target a lot too. I especially on that interception uh, to Darnell Moody. I just he he's not putting it even in for the remote right place. So you know mm-hmm. he's throwing it too high t- behind the wide receiver and yeah, that's fair. You know, He's uh, uh, definitely not tuned up in that way. 
Um, yeah. Did you think that maybe the secondary was one of the big reasons why we got completely blown out? No, actually, I, I really think our defense played pretty good. I know we gave up 38 points, so I feel like an idiot saying it. But our defense was playing with short fields the whole time. Okay, I, I just kind of, I felt like Jalen Johnson really kind of had his worst game of the year. And and that's yeah. probably true, but he's been having really good games. So that's, I don't know if that's saying a ton, but I, I would agree with you. He did have his worst game of the year, but man, I can't even imagine how bad it would have been if Antonio Brown and uh, Gronk were out there. It would have been horrible. One bright spot, Khalil Herbert. Um, and of course, Roquan played well. Khalil Herbert, though, looked amazing. 100 yards on a really, really, really good Tampa run defense. Yeah, but it's kind of one of those fake really, really good run defenses. You know, mm. like their secondary is so bad that people are like, why would we run? <laughs> like, let's just Oh, interesting. Okay. Everybody. Like, to me, that's not like, that's not a legitimate, because I mean, Khalil Herbert is a rookie running back. He looked good. Our our offensive line is you know markedly better at uh, run uh, run blocking than pass blocking. I will yeah, give Mark, you that. Yeah. But we did really good against them, and we were kind of just slightly above average on both fronts there, you know. So I, I really think it's been just people are just throwing all over them because why run the ball? There's no point to. Their their best yeah. players are right in front of you. Why not throw it over their heads? <laughs> like, okay. You know? Okay. Still pretty impressive. They ran like that on Vita Vey and um, uh, Sue. It's true. Now Vita Vey is uh, definitely one of the best in the league. So. Oh yeah. Impressive. Did you see that video of him playing high school football and and uh, and as a running back? <laughs> he looks like a giant. Oh my gosh! It's, like I told I told my friends I was like if if that was me playing I would have just ran the other direction like I, I would not no, want to. I'm not tackling that guy. I uh. No, nope, nope. <laughs> I'll feel like that uh, that uh, corner that tried to or that tackled uh, Derrick Henry last week. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. like, oh lord, like a high eyes. All right, well, that's the Chicago Tampa game. Uh, Tom Brady, one little note, got a 600th touchdown because um, he is the goat. Um, next up, Tennessee uh, beat Kansas City at home, 27 to three, in a game that. I think have the alarms going off in Kansas City. Big time. The turnovers over there are just outrageous. I I, I think they were three to nothing again this week. One of them yeah. was kind of pointless at the end there. It really didn't matter. But but the turnovers are not getting better. Their offense is not clicking in a way that is going to hide how terrible their defense is playing. Now, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if you noticed second half of that game, though, they really started to lock it down, but that's because – there was no reason for the Tennessee Titans to do anything but, you know, run, run the ball. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, when you know what they're going to do, it's a little bit easier. Um, what do you think? Did, what What did you see? Um, man, I'm going to tell you this right now, and I know you disagree, but um, Patrick Mahomes, man, he's holding the ball forever. I mean, forever. That's really an issue. I think he's always looking for that big play. I think he has so much confidence that it's hurting him right now. That, that he is holding the ball so long, just waiting for that big play, waiting for that big pay, big play, that, that he's he's getting sacked, he's having fumbles, he's throwing interceptions because he has to throw it the last second. What do you yeah, think? I was, 
I, I agree. I also think his offensive line had some mis, mishaps this game. Yeah, I would before. agree. His offensive line didn't look great. I thought Tennessee yeah. got a lot of pressure. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, and I don't think Tennessee's defensive line is that great either. Not really. No. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, and I would, again, agree with you. Kansas City's defense is terrible, and they showed that. Tennessee, 27-3. to I know Tennessee is probably the hottest team right now in the NFL, um, I still don't believe in them, though. I still don't believe in that team. I, I want to see them play hard someone to, right? not struggling. It's hard to. Yeah, I totally agree. But we'll see. We'll see. I like Tannehill. I'm rooting for him. Um, Cincinnati goes into Baltimore and just stomps them 41 to 17. Um, although I will say this, the game was super close until about halfway through the third quarter when the wheels came off Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think, it was 17 to 13 in yeah. the midway through the third quarter. Yeah. It was just like all of a sudden, I, what did they score? Like, th- like two touchdowns and a field goal in like four minutes or something like that. Yeah. It was crazy. It was like out of nowhere. I, I think it was Jamar chase just took over the game. Oh, absolutely. And not, that's not to say that Baltimore didn't do some things good. Uh, right. Their defense right. really made some big mistakes. I think that that Jamar Chase 82-yard touchdown was oh, hilarious. Oh, terrible tackling. <laughs> hilarious. Terrible tackling. <laughs> Not tacking. Tackling. <laughs> Stop tacking. Stop I, uh, tacking. <laughs> but, again, this game was one of the, like, again, I, I saw Lamar this game. He actually, like, for more more than the game than not, looks like an elite passer. Yeah, he, he really, did. He did look he, good. He looked like a elite passer a lot of this game, and I, I think that's been happening more often. So Dude, that was a gorgeous pass that he dropped um, on uh, on Hollywood Brown. That mm-hmm. Brown uh, took his knee and hit the ground with. Like that was a gorgeous pass. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah, uh, I would say the thing that stuck out to me the most was Jamar Chase. Eight catches, two hundred and one yards, and a touchdown. He's the man. Enough said. He's the man. Yep. Um, next up on our docket, Indianapolis went into San Francisco and won 30 to 18. Um, Josh, I don't know if you remember this, but San Francisco was up nine to zero would have been 10 to zero if he had hit the extra point, but nine to zero, um, against Indianapolis and then just fell apart. Well, Dave, do you remember when you said Jonathan Taylor wasn't very good? Oh, I totally remember that. Yep. And I'm eating my words, Josh. (laughs) I'm eating my words. So, so good. I also Uh, remember when I said Wentz isn't very good, but he's playing like out of his mind. I don't know about out of his mind, but he's definitely not hot trash. That I'll give you that. He's playing pretty good. He played pretty good the last couple weeks. Yeah, definitely one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL slash fantasy. (laughs) So there was something very frustrating to me during this game, and it like it was like bothering me all game long. Did you did you kind of notice that Garoppolo? literally looked at no one but Debo Samuel on like 70% of their plays. Uh, of their really? I swear he, st- he just stared him down from the time they, they hiked the ball to the time he threw it to him. It is, mm. it's almost frustrating. It's like, well, of course you're going to do bad. Like, and it's going to go bad the way that it did because 
you're throwing it to the same player every single play. Uh, last game of the day that we're going to talk about on our top five, and one of them is always the Bears. Um, Denver goes into Cleveland and loses 17 to 14. What were your takeaways? So Bridgewater really didn't look great this game. No, he I, didn't. And did you notice that the Cleveland O-line is literally the best offensive line in the league? Oh, I, I did not notice that. I, did, I don't know if literally they are. but They uh, are literally like. <laughs> are they literally stops. the best offensive line? They literally <laughs> pushed back the Denver defense like they were there. <laughs> And let and literally let a third string running back run all over the Denver defense. <laughs> yeah, that third string running back looks doesn't look like a third string run, running back. Yeah, he looks pretty good. I'm yeah, he that. does. Oh man, uh, Case Keenum that, also wasn't total garbage. That was surprising to see. Well, you got to think, Case Keenum. I mean, he took a team to the NFC Championship like three years ago. Yeah. No. Yeah. Four years ago yeah, you're right. with you're Minnesota. Right yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, he's not a bad quarterback. Like, he just needs to be in the right system. Um, and he looked he looked good. He didn't hurt the team. That's for sure. Um, Denver, I thought, was going to mount a comeback at one point. But Cleveland's running attack just took over. And it'll be interesting to see this week with Chubb back, him and Dearness Johnson, how they kind of divide up everything. I think it's going to be the Chubb show, though. Yeah. And I, I mean that so. both ways. Wow. That's... uh. That's definitely NSFW, Dave. <laughs> All right, Josh. Well, that was our top five games of the week, and one of them is always the Bears. Um, what was the one play that really stuck out to you this week, Josh? Uh, I I think the, the Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown touchdown was pretty insanely good. Oh, the, that was awesome, yeah. Getting both feet down in that very short space and Lamar just dropping it in the bucket was great okay. um i got that uh little flea flicker that happened with the giants and the one head one-handed catch by daniel jones ah, did you see that yeah, he handed it I to did. the running back the running back handed it to the wide receiver and the wide receiver threw it to daniel jones and he caught it one-handed you got like 15 yards on that play oh uh, no it was like 25 fancy. oh all right it's a very fancy play yeah it was really nice like i was pretty impressed Dude, I love Daniel Jones. I say it every week, and I'll say it again. Daniel Jones, please come to Iowa. All right. You're really starting to creep me out with that. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) What was your worst play, man? Because I've got one, and it it reeks. Uh, I I have the the Jamar Chase 82-yard touchdown for the worst play. Oh, for the defense? Yeah, the defense. (laughs) If you look at him, there's like one guy. uh, I think his name is Chuck Clark. He... uh, he like kind of like wrapped his arm around him, and then I was just like, "Okay, I'll see you later." <laughs> later, man. And he's like, "Wait That's a minute, hilarious. I gotta follow this guy." <laughs> That's really funny. That's funny. I like that. Um, my worst play is Taylor Heineke, um, <laughs> running into the end zone. Didn't stretch the ball out. Didn't jump into the end zone. Didn't even like run for the pylon. He slides into the end zone. And is down at the one yard line. He could have easily gotten a touchdown just stretching the ball, and they did, ended up not scoring. And it really was the turning point in that game against the Packers. Did you see that? I didn't actually. Oh my gosh, you need to watch it. It's 
Like it's egregious. Like you're going to be, I was throwing things. I was so mad. Like I like Taylor Heineke and I was like, wait a minute. Super he didn't up- slide. He, he like dove. That, that they consider that a slide, man. In the NFL now, in the last three years, they changed it. So when you go head first, you're you're giving yourself up. Okay, I don't know why I was thinking that that play actually ended up being a touchdown. Yeah, it was not. It was not. Okay, I was misconstrued on that. And then they went for it on third down, didn't get it. And then they went for it on fourth down, and guess what? Didn't, they get, didn't it. get it. And yeah. they lost a challenge because he fumbled, pushing the the ball over the line. It was maddening, but that 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 play was the turning point in the game for the Redskins. They weren't the same after that. Um, but after watching uh, Week Seven, um, I've got a king of the hill and a team that I think is rolling down the hill. Who's your king? Arizona. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Movie done. And I, I wasn't going to put them there because I was like, I know Josh is going to put them there, so I was like, I'm going to choose someone else. But then when I looked at the defensive numbers. They have the best defense out of all the teams that are in first place in their division. So I can't really put anything. I was going to say that their defense is weak, but their defense isn't weak. So I'm going to have to keep it with the Cardinals for sure. They, they just keep winning. Um, and this week, they better keep winning. They're playing the Packers. And if the Packers beat them without Devontae Adams and, and Lazard and Marquis Val- Valdez-Scantling, I'm going to be like beside myself i'm gonna burn my house down (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna live on the road and be a hobo (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh um team rolling down the hill this week after a one-week hiatus i'm putting the jets back back on there yep i'm not choosing the lions because i thought the lions look pretty decent against the rams the jets man least talented team in the nfl now zach wilson isn't playing either because he's injured yeah, I actually have the Jets too because, yeah, they don't look like they can do or I don't even know if they know that they're playing football out there at this point. <laughs> I, know, I don't know what they're doing, <laughs> but uh, they're not playing football. I'll give you that right now. <laughs> but, yeah, there's that. Oh, man. And that leads us to our fantasy football depression um, because I want to talk about player to drop first. Um, and the player, a uh, fantasy football depression, by the way, we're coming at it from uh, a 10 team league PPR. Um, but the player to drop that I think right now, Jamison Crowder, people were talking about him, pick him up. He's going to get some uh, targets, drop him. Don't touch him. Don't touch anything on the Jets. Like if you touch the Jets, wash your hands twice. Okay. How about you, Josh? Yeah, I don't know how you're going to feel about this one. Allen Robinson. That's yep. No way. Are you serious? Yep. Oh my gosh. There is no reason. There is no reason for him to be on your team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we have fallen so low. <laughs> There's no reason. I was going to go with Mooney, but then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh. Mooney's actually kind of good. <laughs> like, oh. No, you can, you can let go of Allen Robinson. He, is not doing anything. Our offense doesn't look like they want to do anything. I'm not saying he's finished as an NFL player. He's obviously a good NFL player. I just, for fantasy, at this point, you should probably just pick up somebody who can actually, you can actually put in your lineup. Oh, that makes me sick. But I, I almost said Allen Robinson. Do you know that? I almost really? said Allen Robinson. I know. I was actually like writing all this stuff up and I was like, oh, 
man, who am I to choose? And I was like, man, Allen Robinson, what is the point of having him on your team? I feel bad for the person who drafted him early. <laughs> yeah. You're a fool. <laughs> and well, you're not a fool. It's not your I, fault. It's, it's not your fault. It is your fault, actually. No, it's not your um, fault. <laughs> I'm just really happy that they took them, took Allen Robinson before I got a chance to take him because I was about to take him. <laughs> yeah, that's such a relief. I don't have him on any of my teams except for the free, the free league idea. Oh man. Okay. So, uh, so that's the player to drop. Who's the player that you don't want me to pick up this week, Josh? Um, well, uh, Kenneth Gainwell for the Eagles has been involved in their offense, kind of manufactured oh. touches type of guy, uh, running back out there. And with Miles Sanders down, I think he'll probably get some more play. I think he has a chance to be a decent fantasy option this week, probably pretty much only this week. I don't know if the Eagles are actually going to run the ball enough for it to matter, but I think because of his other usage, it might be like kind of all the stars align for this one week for him. But what do you, what do you got? Well, I'm going to say this, um, and, and I know you disagree with this, but I'm going to say it because if you have room to stash on your team, which a lot of us don't have, but if you do, um, I would say, Take a flyer on T.Y. Hilton just to see what happens. You know what I mean? You don't know how um, Wentz is going to throw the ball. Um, the one game he played, and I know it was against Houston, like you said, and he always plays well against Houston. He had four targets. Um, so, I mean, like, let's let's just see what a full rest of the year with T.Y. Hilton looks like. And I'd rather him being st- be stashed on my team than stashed on another's team and have to use a waiver priority and maybe get him even um, on a waiver wire. So... That's that's my thought. What do you think about that? What do you think of the logic on that? I think the logic is all right. I don't think I don't like T.Y. Hilton for a fantasy option unless he's playing the Houston Texans. Is it for bias reasons, Josh? Is it because he's hurt you so badly? I don't want to talk about it, Dave. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up a, a bad relationship. You should have known. <laughs> All right, well, that's my player I don't want Josh to pick up, and he won't because he hates him so much. Um, but uh, who's your superstar this week? I would probably have the same superstar, I'm assuming. Uh, I don't know. I was going, I thought we we might, but I changed mine, so go ahead. Oh, Jamar Chase. <clears throat> oh, funny. That was going to be it, and then uh, I changed it to Joe Burrow. Joe ah. Burrow, 32 points, 416, and three touchdowns. That's pretty high. Mm-hmm. I think Jamar Chase has the most yardage up through the amount of games he's played for any rookie ever. I know. It's insane. Why didn't I draft this guy? Oh, I know, because we thought he couldn't catch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, dude, don't listen to the preseason stuff. None why of it did you draft him? I did draft him in one of my leagues. I just didn't get to him in in our main league. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I wanted him. Oh. All right. Well, I I didn't want anyone on the Bengals because because of the, our whole talk about three wide receivers. But that's a show for another day. Um, who's your disappointment of the of the week? And I bet you we have the same person. No, probably not. So this week, I I feel like the talk around town in the fantasy community was that Garoppolo's coming back. You know, with <laughs> the the large apocalypse like. Uh, bi-week apocalypse or you know uh, yeah. 
that goes down week six or sorry week seven um the the idea was to play brandon Ayuk in your flex spot and <laughs> holy crap that was such a bad idea <laughs> was did you or a finally bad idea did you do that <laughs> anyway um <laughs> i guess that's a yes <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Horrible man. idea. And it, and there was probably a lot of people who were like feeling really good about it too. Uh, <laughs> but what makes you more sick? Um, is it when there's a player that you pick up who you hope will do something, or a player that you know will do something and then does jack? And that's Patrick Mahomes for me. Seven mm. points. Seven. Yeah. Seven points. 206 yards. An interception, four sacks, and a fumble. No touchdowns? Um, hold on. No, no touchdowns. Yeah, so most of that was running yardage, I think. <clears throat> yeah, I think they had, uh, I think he had 30 yards rushing. Yeah, but I think then had, sometime in the fourth quarter, I think I remember the announcer saying they only had like 100 and, 160 yards off of offense or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, I mean, if, if you have, Patrick Mahomes, you're feeling depressed. It's a one week. He's been good all year. I think he's still like quarterback, what, four on the year? Oh, yeah. I'm not saying he's terrible. I'm just saying that's a I heard, rough. I heard you say he was terrible personally, but whatever. Did you hear that? Okay. Well, good. I'm so glad that you're hearing what you want to hear. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and um, let's move on to our next segment because um, that was our fantasy football depression. Uh, we're going to look at the greatest player born on this day of the year, October 27th. And that player today is John Casey. All right. He spent 21 seasons in the NFL, drafted out of Georgia in the fourth round by the Seahawks. He spent the first few years there and then played, signed with the Panthers in their expansion year and stayed there for 16 years. And he was their all-time leading scorer. He made the Pro Bowl in 1996, and he's second all-time in field goals over 50 with 42. That's quite impressive, Josh. Um, what do you remember about John Casey? Good. I remember him losing uh, Super Bowl 38 for the uh, Carolina Panthers. All right. Josh, we're supposed to be uplifting John Casey today. So, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, in the Super Bowl, <laughs> he kicked a field goal to take the lead. Yeah, 50 yard field goal to take the lead. And then on the, the very next kickoff, he kicked it out of bounds, mm. putting the ball on the 40 yard line for the New England Patriots to make a couple plays, kick the field goal, and go home as Super Bowl winners. So, uh, or John yeah. Casey. Yeah, John Casey. Uh, still one of the great, one of the greatest uh, kickers in NFL history. Um, but still, that that will always probably haunt him. I'm sure. Like I'm sure to this day, uh, that still haunts him. Now he was our greatest player born on this day of the year. Um, one of the other choices, and I'm just going to say his name because he means a lot to me. Um, uh, Brady Quinn. All right, you did some great things at Notre Dame, my friend. You're a terrible Cleveland Brown. But uh, and I think he played for the no, no, no I was going to say he played for the Bears, but he didn't. Um, but he was a great Notre Dame player. And I will always love you. I won't sing, though. So moving on. <laughs> Did you like Brady Quinn, Josh? I mean, he was a Notre Dame player. 
and that was enough for me. So, yep, amen to that. Yep, I was so I was so excited when he made the NFL. I thought for sure he was going to be great, but just like every other Notre Dame quarterback outside of Joe Montana, not so much. All right, so that leads us, Josh, to our our big our big back and forth. The hub, con- our hub, Arkish controversy. The hub controversy. Um, to d- this week, Josh, I heard um, a hub say that this is Matt Nagy's most important game, not just of his of this year, but of his career, and he's not even going to coach in it. Do you agree with him? Yeah, I'd agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, me too. All right, that's our hub controversy. Um, next week, I'm sure we'll have something just as titillating um, to talk about. Oh, man, Josh, I'm just looking at the time. Uh, looks like we only have a little bit of time left. So uh, let's make sure that we talk about the World Series, which is starting this week. All right, it's the Braves. Versus- Wait, hold on, uh, Dave. I forgot to mention something in the uh, fantasy football depression really oh. quick. So. Okay. Uh, we're halfway through the year, so it's kind of important right now to, to kind of protect what you have. And so you've, you've gotten off to a decent start. You got four wins, maybe, maybe you got five, uh, or even more. I only have three. Um, You know, you have your team, so, you know, it's time to like, stop getting like holding on to players that aren't working out. It's time to let go of those guys and start picking up maybe your backup running back or maybe an extra defense that you're going to need in, you know, like upcoming weeks. Like it's time to let go of the guys that you loved coming into this year that just aren't working out. So Mm. it's time to, it's time to let go. Oh man. That's some good advice. That actually helps me. Goodbye. Devonte Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Josh, you took up the rest of our time, man. Uh, So I guess we'll have to talk about the World Series and the Astros and other stuff like that next week. Until then, stay cynical. Bye.